tonight on pot psychology cool (laughs) (laughs) you won't be alone she's a witch she's a lover she's a child and a mother tracy and i recap macedonian art horror paypal whose pal my pal no (laughs) i contact the butter business bureau about their dealings (laughs) ivanka trump had a suction pump abortion allegedly we talk about the documentary unprecedented miss memory lane a memoir former model and husband colton haynes's book is a hit <laughs> all this and more on pod psychology with your hosts tracy and rich give it to him tracy <laughs> You won't be alone is incredible. I loved it. Yeah. It was like, I love that it was long because yeah. it really needed that space to really, it, I mean, it, it twisted and turns like a novel. Yeah. It just like had so many different twists and turns and like it, it went on for a long time, but I loved it. Well, he sets, he sets up um, a stage where he can evaluate someone learning of gender norms in society, mm-hmm. like yes. as an adult, like from that perspective. Just kind of like being an alien, basically. Well, some, yeah, someone who didn't know about gender at all. That right. Didn't know Had no anything. Pers- yes. Was totally kept in socialized. a cave. Goran Stolevsky, his debut feature, You Won't Be Alone, about a shape-shifting witch mm-hmm. who is... Macedon- and like... Um, yeah, ancient Macedonia. Macedonia. Yeah, 19... Well, ancient. <laughs> 19th century. I mean, it feels ancient. It feels... Well, some of it is ancient because yeah. the story about... Yes, um, it goes way back. Old Maid Maria yes. is centuries before that. Yes, it goes way back. Um, and it's... Uh, a girl is cursed. And the deal doesn't necessarily make that much sense to I me. Where it's like... I don't understand how that transaction went down. Like, the witch comes... So there's yeah. this, like, scary-ass witch. Yeah. She, like, Freddy Krueger, but... The like, in the opening like, scene. Nude. Yes. Like a nude Freddy Krueger. So you see it all. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? She should have had nipples because, and she didn't, but nipples. This is a trend. No nipples. Nipples regenerate. So everyone should have nipples. Always? Pretty much. Nipples regenerate. Yeah. Like, like if a, you bit my nipple off, it would come back. Yeah. Fully bloomed. Yeah. Google it. Fully bloomed nipple. Um, my nipple like pretty much almost completely fell off and it fused back. My sister's melted off. She got burned by hot coffee and then her polyester sweater like melted into her chest. Oh my God. And, then and they, her nipple came back? Yeah, it grew back. I, I did not know this. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, that notwithstanding, uh, she comes in and she's like, I'm going to take your baby to this woman. And the woman's well, like, she, well, no, no, no. I no. actually was confused because she came in and the woman was like, you evil Wolf, they call her, they call her a wolf eateress. Yes. Yes. That's how, that's how she's referred to in the village. Yeah. Well, yeah, she'll eat animals. And then basically the way that they jump bodies is they have to kill the person Mm -hmm. and then stuff that person's innards into them. And so, so it's this witch. And then she ends up like getting this girl who's raised essentially in a veal box when she is with the mother. That's the weirdest choice is that the mother's like, 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 I only can have her till she's 16. So then then she immediately puts her in a cave. But also, why did she put her in the cave and not brush her hair? (laughs) I mean, she spent zero time with her in the cave. It felt like to me, like she just, and it's like, well, I, I thought it was so important that you have her. Um, Exactly. And then, and then she turns 16 and then the, which comes, which comes back, back anyway. And which is to like claim that, her property. Yeah. She's so like, it's like, which we knew was going to happen. Exactly. So she should have spent that time with her daughter. Instead, she made like a Nell 
kind of figure. Exactly. It's like it's yes, exactly. It's like Nell meets like yeah, she's like running around like ah, like running around like Angela, putting her fingers in the light. Angela Carver. That. Uh, you know, she wrote in the Company of Wolves, and she's like so many mess essays. How does she know about wolves? Oh, in the company, the okay, it's the Company of Wolves. It's Angela Carter. I'm sorry, I said Carver. I meant Carter. Okay. Carter. So it's like that. It's like you know. She was is completely like not socialized. Doesn't barely. We never hear her talk except for like her VO. She never actually speaks the whole time, even when she jumps into other people's bodies. Never, never, never. So then I was wondering. It 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 was like implied that maybe the tongue was cut out. Yeah, the witch did something to like her throat or her tongue. Yeah, I guess she cut the tongue out. Yes. But also the witch was like, do you think I really want to be burdened with this baby? Was she just going to eat the baby? I don't know. She seemed, the witch seemed. She wanted a baby before she became a witch. She she wanted a baby. She seemed very just prone to acting on her own whims. And I guess that's what you get to, that's how you get you to be get when to you're be a witch. a big bitch. Exactly. <laughs> that's, like, it's her prerogative. Yeah. Everything is her prerogative. Yeah. That's kind of how I read her. But you know what? The other thing is, though, is that she was just, she was a petty witch. <laughs> she was extremely petty. Yeah. She was a wicked witch. She was a wicked witch. A, she like, was ugly inside and out. Yeah, lowercase w. She was a wicked witch. And they all, apparently witches get witch spit, and they only get to use the witch spit once. Huh, I missed this. What? Witch spit? Yeah, she was like, oh, what do you think I'm going to waste my one witch spit? Wait, what was witch the witch spit? spit on yeah. her. What was it? That's on, when they, to, that's how they turn someone else into a into witch. witch. Okay, I so see. So they like, right. they bite, they do the scratch above their heart. Yes. With their claws. They have these cool nails, like crone nails, and they have one that grows out of their palm. Right. Like a dew nail. Yeah. And, or dew, dew paw. Wait, what is it called? I don't know. A do, I, don't I don't know, know what that's nail? called. A dew claw. Sorry, it's a dew claw. Okay. I learned it at the vet. <laughs> and now you know. Each one teach one. <laughs> so, and I guess when you witch spit, you make someone a witch, but you also, it's kind of like a vampire where you make them... Um, Yours. Yours? I was going to say your, your immortal. Business. Oh, immortal. Yeah. yeah. Right. What a bitch. She's such a fucking bitch witch. She is a wicked witch. She's, yeah. What a bitch. Well... But I did like her mannerisms. I liked how she wasn't like a... <laughs> Right. She was just like really calm and cool and collected. And she's like, she's always like, huh, like yeah. really smart. Like she knows everything because she's been alive for hundreds of years. And this girl was just born like 16 years ago. Right. Which again, fair enough. She, I, I don't necessarily endorse her attitude, but I get it. And she was disgusted by how the girl, which because the girl, which once she discovers you can wear people and become them. But you have to kill them is the thing. You have to kill them. But once she discovers that she can do that, she she does and she does it. Yes. Uh, One time she does it on purpose. One time she does it by accident. One time she does it on purpose. And then another time she decided to save the life of a little girl that she saw had died. So by, I mean, not, she wouldn't save that little girl's life, but she would be alive for the parents. She embodied that. Exactly. She embodied. And it it was a good fit for her as somebody who hadn't been properly socialized and went through all of these experiences. And she also brought a certain amount of wisdom now yeah, that she has this life experience. Sex. You should listen to our um, Macedonian uh, bonus series, <laughs> Mawu. <laughs> Macedonia along with us. This is a preview. Which <laughs> We're just like recapping this movie. Yeah, we are. Sorry. Should we not no, be it's doing fine. it? Let's no, it's talk- like, it's nice. I'm just saying. Oh, okay. Uh, but I, we did, I did want to talk about gender. I thought we were just setting it up. Yeah, and me too, but. Then it became, we it became went a recap. On a tar- pan- oh, tear? A, a tangent. So yeah, as you were saying, so 
So she kills a man. Yes. She, she's able to live as a woman that she accidentally killed. And yes. then she lives as a man that she kills on purpose because he was like kind of raping her. Yes. Although she did explore him. She did. She wanted to live as a she, guy. See, she, she lived as a woman. And then also she's he like, was hot and was she wanted hot. to fuck him yeah. too. But she was like, you know, I lived as a woman and it sucks. Like she had all these observations. She's yeah. like, you always have to keep your mouth closed when you're with the in a room with a man. Yeah. But when you're outside with the women, you can't close your mouth. So it's yeah, like, she was like, this is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> you know, she, like they were beating the women. She's like, oh, so this is allowed. I would yeah. rather be a man. So it's, then it's, she yeah. like became a man. She was she was non-binary. But then she like, yeah, it's like Orlando, too. You're, you know, Orlando, the Virginia Woolf yeah. novel. And then oh, Till okay. Swinton was in the yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's very much yeah. like that. Yes. Um, and it's a lot like um, there's like elements. It's like elements of kind of like Grimm's. Definitely. It's, it's like, a, it's like, a, like, you know, it's, it's one of those things that there's a certain sensibility in like modern cinema where something can be, it's like a lot of things, but mm -hmm. really stands on its own as well, yeah, which totally. I think is awesome. Like that is such a sweet spot because I can't believe that's, this is that guy's first movie. I know it's insane. Because it's so accomplished. He said I his think. next movie is very gay. Okay. Yeah. He's, right. I mean, he's, he's gay. gay. Yes. You should also try the new Peter Strickland movie. Okay. It's not What's perfect. It called? It's called Flux Gourmet. Okay. It's uh, toward the, it, it kind of loses its funding a little bit, but it's a lot of really amazing setup about this, this group of culinary sound technicians who record their um, like food sounds like to make fully, these like, like boiling and sizzling. But, but yes, but to I make this kind that. of like avant-garde soundscapes that are <laughs> kind of like throbbing gristle, actually, it's okay. kind of like noise, you know? Wait, is it a documentary? No. Oh. <laughs> do people really do this? He did it. He was oh. in that band. But the way that they present it is that this is like a form because they go to this retreat that specifically caters to these people in like the culinary uh, sonic arts. I can't, they're called like culinary sound designers or something like that in the movie. Okay. So that guy that's documenting this sonic, these uh, culinary elementary performance artists has like an insane farting problem. And he <laughs> just like can't like. Is this a comedy? Uh, well, kind of, but not really. It's also kind of serious. Like it's. it's serious a, fart movie? Yes. It's like <laughs> fart representation where okay. it's like. I have a question. Has there ever been a movie where there's a fart in it that it was not used for comedic, comedic effect? effect? I don't know. Probably like maybe. I don't know. Because I think that even if it was used in a serious way, the audience will laugh. Well, exactly. That's like, that's that's the weird thing that the movie plays. And it's not like the guy isn't farting all the time. It's the voiceovers are all about him holding it in. And he's living in his close quarters oh, with these total strangers. And he's like, they share a bathroom in the room and he has to like run the faucet, you know, <laughs> and it, like at night and stuff. What other movies has he done? He did The Duke of Burgundy, which is my favorite movie of the past oh, 20 gosh. years. Um he did Barbarian Sound Studio, and he did In Fabric, and his first oh, movie I, I haven't that. seen. I like the first half of In Fabric a mm -hmm. lot, lot. There's somewhat like something. Sometimes the plots leave a little something to be desired. Um, I always get what's that guy's name? The he's like freaky actory guy. He's in In Fabric. Uh, Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons isn't he in that? No. Well, what's he in? He's in the the Phantom Thread. That's what you're thinking of. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> no, that was Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> was it? I think that Daniel Day Lewis is sexy, so that's probably why uh, I liked it. The Phantom Thread. <laughs> so not Jer- not Jeremy Irons anything. <laughs> no, I've never thought he was sexy. I know, but you mentioned him. Uh, Did you watch anything with him in it, or was that <laughs> definitely like a Cronenberg movie or two? <laughs> <laughs> We're really getting far away from everything. Well, now here we are. Here we are. <laughs> Um, do you want to talk about your PayPal experience? Yes, I do. Okay. Okay. So you, this is a grievance. Yes. This has been going on for over six months oh my now. God. It's okay. All right. Are you so, sure you want to make it public? Hell yeah. I've already made it public. Okay. I filed complaints. Okay. I've done a lot on December 22nd. I got, had a lot of issues with my payments, like Shopify billing stopped and PayPal canceled my business account because of selling like pipes or whatever. It was right before Christmas, right? Yeah. Like the week before Christmas. Yeah. It was like my highest time and I wasn't able to process payments. So I log on to PayPal because I had money still in there and I wanted to transfer it over. I had like $1,500. I had $1,233.21 in there. Mm -hmm. Like fine, PayPal. I don't need you. I'm going to go on my own and do my own thing. And I have. So I I just wanted my money. They put a freeze on it. They put a hold. So I called customer service at the time and I was like, why is this on hold, blah, blah, blah. And then they told me, you know, my your your account has been permanently banned or whatever. And it's like, okay, but like, can you release my funds? And they said that they have to hold them for 180 days. What? Which is six months in case some of my customers didn't get their stuff and they wanted to get their stuff and there, in case there were any like- uh, 180 days. So I called back in March and I was like, hey, what's going on with my money? And then they like reaffirmed, you have to wait the 180 180 days. days. It started in December. And I was like, okay, fine. So then I go online the end of June and it says zero in my bank account there. And so in your PayPal account, I see zero in my PayPal account. And I see in the recent transactions on May 11th, it says transfer to PayPal completed, $1,233.21. Oh, hell no. So then I go to the transaction details. It says memo, $1,233.21, PayPal posting date, May 11th, payment to PayPal, PayPal's damages caused by acceptable use policy violation. So Damages. Well, first I complained. I called them and they were like, okay, we're going to talk to the back office. Do you have records of them saying yes. hundred? Do you uh, no, no. They, I only have like people who've said it on the phone. Do you have recordings of those? No, I wish I did. But it, PayPal does have it in writing. Okay, okay. In the user agreement, which they have been changing over the years without telling people. So apparently they added something in about how they could go after you for damages. And people are like, okay, like damages, whatever. They don't sue you. They, they, just, don't, they just take it. They just decide. And they decide what the damages no. are. And coincidentally, when I started researching this, they find damages with every single person who had acceptable use policy violations. Okay. They t- took every cent from them. Right. So they're clearly, they clearly don't have a, like a number attached to a violation. Yes. They're just completely 
taking yes, all exactly. of the money. Like you would expect a list of fines and here's what we take. At the very least, if they're going to take your money, they should at least be organized about it. They they decide what they're that they're just going to take all of it and it doesn't belong so, to them. Yeah, that's so that not Googled, legal. So I Googled this. So coincidentally, people just have as many uh, violations as, as nearly a million dollars. Shut there have been up. Cases. Okay. So and do they go to court? Well, I just found out that a class action lawsuit has been developed in January of this year. Okay. Um, they they started working on it last year in 2021. Yo, this is crazy. I know. People shouldn't use PayPal. I'm not. I'm never using it again. Unlink your bank account. Your everything of yours could get taken. Just every single thing. These three people filed a class action lawsuit in Northern District of California mm-hmm. against Digital PayPal Inc alleging PayPal has widespread and illegal business practice of unilaterally seizing clients' funds without cause and without any fair due process. Like, they never sent me a warning email. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. You, yeah. I just went there, They and they took it before the 180 days was up. Exactly. 11 days before it was up. So I didn't even have a chance, you know? Um, according to the complaint, Linda Evans um, has been a PayPal user for 22 years. Ronnie Shemtov has been a PayPal user since 2015. And... Baden Akalbakov, I have no idea how uh, it's it's spelled real difficult, has been a PayPal user since 2016. They said that Linda Evans had $26,984. I keep thinking about Linda Evans from Dynasty. No, this one's from San Diego. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm sorry. It's not Linda Evans. It's Lena Evans. Okay. Oh um, no. This guy Ronnie. Or maybe it's a guy. Shit. I'm sorry. This person Ronnie. Oh <laughs> what? Ronnie okay. lost $42,000. $42,737 was seized by PayPal. And the third person had $172,206.43 seized from PayPal. What is this scam though? Like do they need that are, are they just siphoning They're people's money? So much money doing this because that's just three people right there it's like quarter of a million quarter more than quarter of a million dollars like almost half million dollars that's so crazy why didn't they like look for more people for a class action lawsuit they did so they started tweeting out he was tweeting it out so we can still you can still join i joined it oh good good okay so then congrats thank you so um i contacted the better business bureau they Mm -hmm. have thousands of these complaints really thousands really so many everything is the exact same as me People were doing complaints through the Better Business Bureau, and I was noticing that some of the complaints uh, were being closed because they were like satisfied with how. Pay- so I guess if you complain to the Better Business Bureau, they get on their ass about it, and then PayPal will give it back to you. I wrote to them last week. This this took up so much of my time. This yeah, is like yeah. a full time job. Yeah. But yeah. I don't care if I'm wasting five thousand dollars worth of time. I do not want them to have my fucking money. I am so done with paypal it's ridiculous it's awful it's just it's 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 disgusting disgusting so i wrote to the better business bureau i think that's a good mission to be on thank you Mm -hmm. i I should publicize it more i should maybe talk about it i thought that's what you were doing oh that's right i just want a podcast (laughs) you know anyone so i wrote this to the better business bureau on december 22nd 2021 my paypal account was terminated for being in violation of paypal's acceptable use policy I was told that the money I had in my account would be frozen for 180 days. I spoke with two customer service employees about this at the time who confirmed that my funds would be available to me after the 180-day period. On May 11th, 2022, nearly two weeks before the 180 days were up, 
PayPal withdrew the funds from my account, totaling $1,233.21, with no prior notice or warning. I've called PayPal several times and spoken with several customer service representatives who have told me the back office is investigating this. And that's what I saw in a lot of people's um Yeah, so that's uh, how, like a complaints. prompt. Yeah, I know. They all are like getting put on the phone with someone in like a call dispatch center and they're just like put you on hold for a really long time and they're like the back office is doing it. Yeah. <laughs> investigating. I'm like, okay. Back office. Back office. What is that? It but sounds like I, an outhouse. I never exactly. <laughs> and I never hear anything from the back office. So after conducting some research online and discovering that a class action lawsuit has been filed against PayPal for this very thing, I'm convinced that PayPal is engaged in fraudulent activity by seizing people's money and justifying the seizure through the application of an unlawful and unenforceable liquidated damages clause you can't that's right that's not true yeah like you can't just be like oh uh that this is the amount of times that i, I earn money for like yeah. you just can't like this is my damages yeah like a judge awards <laughs> I dig damages yeah, yeah like you don't award your damages. own damages it's <laughs> <laughs> crazy i know um, it's like robbing someone and being like damages it, totally <laughs> then i contacted the consumer financial protection the consumer financial protection bureau okay are they also federal agency yes I'm sorry. Better Business Bureau is not a federal agency. It's no. a nonprofit. But are they yes. a better a federal agency? Yes. Okay. Wow. They are supposed to make sure that banks treat you fairly, that lenders and financial institutions aren't taking advantage of you. So um, I reported them there. I basically wrote the same thing that I wrote to the BBB. Yeah. Fair. And <laughs> <laughs> well, because they're called BBB now. Right? Yes. They're not called the Better, better Business, Business Bureau. Bureau. It's yeah. hard to say. I love, I've always loved the name of them. <laughs> right? You know, I've always liked hearing about the Better yeah, Business better Bureau. Better Business Bureau is like Chamber no, of Commerce. When I, when I like wrote about that, like Neutrogena, Neutrogena versus CeraVe yeah. fight for the number one dermatologist <laughs> recommended, I dealt with them and they seemed to like really enjoy themselves, you know? <laughs> they were like excited about it. I mean, it. all they do is read complaints. I would love to read complaints it's, all day long. Yes, it's this petty corporate sniping. Yeah. It's, it's like a specific kind of drama. Did you hear back from the BBB or the CFPB? Not yet. Okay. But I do see that people hear back from them. Like yes. it seems like they actually do it. Yeah. So then I went and I decided to report them through the whistleblower program for mm -hmm. the SEC. Mm -hmm. Okay. So then I provided them with documentation. I provide, I told them about the lawsuit, blah, blah, blah. And this has been going on and there's hundreds, if not thousands of complaints of this online. Yeah. So I'm fucking gunning. I'm coming... My, for PayPal, I'm keeping my foot on their neck. I'm going to get my money back and then I'm going to destroy them. Well, do I, you <laughs> take down PayPal? I would like to. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think it's bullshit. Here's what's coming up on Pot Psychology. <laughs> this year on Pot Psychology. <laughs> Play the clip of you. <laughs> I'm going to take them down. <laughs> 20 seconds ago. Previously on Pot Psychology. <laughs> Here's what's coming up. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I wouldn't mind it. Peter Thiel, Elon Musk, they suck. They do so, suck. I, they strike me as ghoulish in a maybe eat your soul kind of way, though. So watch out. That's true. <laughs> you know? That is true. You're right. Hmm. Well, hmm. I don't know. I, I feel like, what are they going to do? Sue me? <laughs> 
I, I, who knows? I get protected by the whistleblower program. Well, <laughs> well what do they do? Is that like a? But it's a federal. The SEC. How do they? How do they protect you though? Are you gonna have to earn like witness get, protection? No, I get immunity. <laughs> oh, you think they'll kill me? They'll have me killed? I don't know. I mean, I just you're playing with fire. Maybe, maybe you don't want to publish. I'm gonna take them down. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, just in case. I'm not feeling. Uh, your grievance is righteous and fair. It's and, not personal. It's business. Right. And then. They made it personal <laughs> by I? getting on my nerves. <laughs> but truly, I'm the one who should get damages. I'm missing out on interest yeah. I would earn. Oh, totally. I of would course. be buying Bitcoin right now. It's so low. It's it's absolutely absurd. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on with you? So, um, okay. So the, I, I actually have a lot of things, but it doesn't matter that um, I think that is a righteous cause and... Thank infuriating you. and I enjoyed hearing about it. <laughs> <laughs> you live for drama. Coming up. <laughs> that um, was a good coming up. I liked it. It worked for me. Thank that you. was like professional. Thank you. <laughs> I want to do a reality show of like TV announcers. <laughs> reality show of the people who do the bumper voiceover. Voiceover. There's never been a voiceover reality show, has there? No, there there hasn't. Voiceover. They must have something to say. (laughs) Um, Voiceover. Voiceover. Did you watch the Trump documentary? Which one? Uh, Unprecedented. The Discovery One Plus, that Discovery Plus one that the director was subpoenaed for during the January 6th hearings. No, I did not. It's, you know, they're all interviewed, all of the Trumps. Oh, because he got like unprecedented access. Yes. Well, so, I don't, yeah, I mean, it's three interviews. Trump complains like, about that. No, I know, but no one else got that. It's, like, he and, got to be there. I can't in he, During the election and after. Like, and, and it's crazy when Trump comes on the screen at the end because he's all, like, hunched over. He's just like Berlusconi in Italy. He, like, was this big figure. You know about Berlusconi? Uh, I don't know. He's, he was this big figure. He's not like Trump. He was, like... Uh, started he was a little bit more like Rupert Murdoch and that he like started television networks and stuff he's known for bunga bunga you know bunga bunga parties no bunga bunga it's hard to say bunga bunga if your nose is a little bit stuffy bunga bunga okay (laughs) (laughs) what is it it was this like these parties that like rich guys and politicians would have in Italy that were like these sex parties with hookers. And I forget why they called it that. OK. Um, there's a really good podcast about this that Whitney Cummings hosts. OK. And she's a great podcast host because she's reading something, but she actually like is reading it like she's like acting it. She's, yeah, like, she can doing deliver. a good job. She's yeah. yes, exactly. He was a prime minister from 1994 to 1995 and then he had these like big scandals, sex parties, blah, 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 all this other shit. I, I, now, I, now I know what you're talking about. And then he was reelected. And then he stayed in office for, for five years after that. Like well, people didn't care that he was uh, doing illegal things. And but he was like a he was like a, a media personality like Trump was prior, right. even like prior to being on The okay. Apprentice. You yeah, know what I mean? sounds, it does sound very it's similar. Very similar. Yeah. But the the added threat here is the complete erosion of democracy as we know it so that the stakes are like and i i mean i don't know i don't know like is that how it's gonna be i mean it really feels like it might just be that it might just be the lies might take over i believe it's eddie claude jr dr eddie claude 
Eddie S. Gloud Jr. from Princeton. I believe it's him that makes the point that like, imagine if Trump like were competent, then like, oh my god, you know, and had like a better kind of support system. Like he really could have gotten away with it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It was just that he's this bumbling fool who hires bumbling idiots and then they bumble in public. Farting all over each other. I mean, they they show the thing (laughs) was that the documentary isn't a ton of new information. I mean, you do get to spend up close time with these people. Where was he, though, the day he was he he was at the Capitol the day of the insurrection, right? The the filmmaker. Yes. Yes. yes, yes. He has tons of tons of exclusive footage. Yes. Honestly, I have to tell you something. January 6th is is kind of my new 9-11. It's um, I, I can't hear about it enough. I wouldn't mind a January 6th Christmas ornament. What, what would that look like? <laughs> Never forget. I'm not. Always remember. Always remember. <laughs> Ivanka is just such an insane person. I um, really I truly believe that girl that went to high school with her because she's like a so she's like known. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, what did she what did she say? She tweeted the the day that oh, the, the, the abortion um, thing. Yeah, the yes. Roe v. Wade was overturned. She tweeted that like she's like, Ivanka, aren't you going to speak That's out? That's right. That's right. Um, your friends who took you to your abortion are yeah. Like she took her to get an abortion. Yes, yes. And Ivanka not saying a single fucking thing is disgusting. I think she, it's disgusting. Oh, she is vile. She like, is an absolute hypocrite. Sh- oh, hypocrite. Hundred percent. She is. Um. Well, because she thinks she's above it, too. She thinks like, well, I can't be a hypocrite if, in fact, I am entitled to totally. an entirely she's different like, life. No, but it would have ruined my life. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I'm important. Yeah. So, <laughs> right? um, but she's like so poised, you know, as a spawn of Satan. I think like yeah. in the history books, every single depiction of, of the spawn of Satan, I've never well, seen the poise. Here's the thing is that I Ivanka feel Trump. like as, no, as a parent, I've realized that like, um, your kid, a lot of times, is like you, but a better version of you, more put, slightly more put together mm-hmm. for the most part. Because like, if you're like parenting and are there and are present or doing your job, like, because you were trying to do a better job than your parents did, right? So they're like you, but like better. Hopefully, hopefully that's the that's, that's the, the goal. Dream. That's yeah. the goal, right? So she, if she's she's the capable Trump, right? She was, she is. And And that's what's fucking scary. And she also made sure not to endorse the big lie. You know what I mean? Like she didn't, she she wouldn't talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, She didn't acknowledge it during the, I don't know, one of the rallies where Trump and junior, she she wasn't involved at that January 6th rally at all. She wasn't there. Yeah. And then she's, she's not in any of the footage she refused to like kind of acknowledge it. And then that gave they, they, the way that they set it up and who knows how much it's true. It seems certainly plausible that Ivanka and Don are just vying for favorite. And so because she wouldn't say that the election was stolen, Don Jr. Happily stepped right up and got the edge out on that one. And it's a big one. Yeah, it is a big one. It's like taking daddy's hand into fascism and him. It's crazy. It's him. the whole thing is so crazy. What's going to happen? So, he has no idea what the world is like. I know. And he would tell you that it. he does because he's traveled. Yes. And it's like, no, you haven't traveled. You've like been first class your whole fucking life. Which is so it's so grotesque the way that they rub elbows with middle America, people that they would never give the time of day yeah. if they didn't depend on them for votes yeah and those people are gullible enough to believe that there is some kind of sincerity that they those people care that about not them elitists. 
It's like, yeah, because it's like he says he speaks his mind. He's not smart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Normalize not being smart. Because well, I feel like. Well, Normalize incompetence. Like their version of elite is like, I think, intellectualism. Right. And, you know, people looking down on them because they're not smart enough. Anybody can be rich. Not everybody can be smart. You know, like any idiot can be, be rich. They can win the lottery. They could be born into it like Trump. So they don't. That's why they see him as the same is because he's dumb like them. Anyone mm. that likes him is dumb mm. and they like him because he's dumb like them. I, I mean, I at, at this point, really, it's so dangerous and, and really just opposed to like what you're supposed to believe in fundamentally as an American. Like, I mean, like I'm liberal and I but I'm lawful like that's like, you know, my tendency. So I feel like I totally understand like in my soul, the violation that's happening right now. And I just can't believe it. The, well, the hypocrisy I'm chaotic, is... neutral, and I'm freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually true neutral, supposedly, but yeah, you are. But I but true with like a like lawful verse. Well, th well, true neutral is the middle. So it's you have all of it. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So good point. <laughs> <laughs> I have lawful tendencies. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, speaking of that, um, I listened to Colton Haynes's book. You know, do you know Colton Haynes? Who's that? He is a heartthrobby. I mean, he's very, he's a he's very traditionally. Idol? No, he was on Teen Wolf and also Arrow and kind of became a bloggy gossip magnet as a result of that. You know, he was just kind of out there in the ether. He came out. Um, he's a beautiful man and his book is like hardcore in places. It's like pretty boy blues basically. Um, and I'll play you one thing, but speaking of top model, he talks a lot about being inspired by top model, which got him into modeling. Okay. Here's my favorite part. Colton, John said, follow me. He turned on his heels and walked briskly toward a glass conference room and I followed him in. Why are you walking like that? He said. Walking like what? Like you're in a pair of stilettos. I felt my face flush. I thought about all the girls on Top Model. How would they handle this? It's my signature walk, I said. <laughs> Did you hear it? <laughs> so the, the thing about this book is that it's very much about like pretty boy blues <coughs> and, you know, uh, very kind of like, what was him except he had like this crazy life and he was a model yeah yeah he he, he came and did um straight bruce weber no he's gay uh so he came out uh maybe like 2015 2016 or something and he said like do oh, i know do i know him? here here's what he, here, you you might his name sounds familiar but it sounds like he's a country singer i know so I didn't really know anything about him, but I saw somebody say like, oh, this book is good. And so I listened to it. And what I got was like this really intense kind of like story. You know, he, he it's just like his upbringing. He was uh, he lived in Kansas a lot for a long time during his youth. And, you know, his mom was like totally just. Oh, parents I had, know who this guy is. He's. Jeff Lethem's boyfriend or husband. Okay, right. Jeff, Jeff Lethem is a celebrity florist. He's a huge yes, deal. Yes, 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 yes. See, I didn't, I didn't even know about that whole thing, but I was talking okay. to somebody else about it, and he was like, "Oh yeah, he was with the flower guy." Because he's and and uh, Jeff Lethem is like like he's very Instagram popular because his 
um, Mm -hmm. arrangements are very elaborate. But Mm -hmm. then also he's friends with so many like rich, wealthy women. So Mm -hmm. he pops up on like, you know, Kris Jenner's Instagram, Real Housewives Instagrams. Like he's, he's like top tier. He describes his mom by saying when she was drunk, she had this look like she had just been fucked, then dragged through a field. She looked tired and mean. And he tells... Not satisfied? No. He'd been raped? Well, I don't know. There's... <laughs> no, there's unsatisfying sex that isn't rape. True. Most of it. <laughs> In some way. You're right. Um, but then, so he came out via Entertainment Weekly, and then he got, like, the call stopped. And I thought this part was, like, funny shady. Within a few weeks, the endorsements that had been keeping me afloat financially dried up. I don't know what to tell you, Colt, my branding agent said on the phone. The EW article was a great moment, but we're just having a hard time with these contracts. He paused. We did get one incoming. Do you know an app called Grinder? They're interested in having you be the face of their new product, Gameoji. I hung up the phone and looked around my house. I texted Brant. I poured myself another drink. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's, I also think that's kind of like shady, you know? Yeah. Also the face of Gameoji. Oh, God. I wanted to announce a... Are you uh, pregnant? Oh, my God. <laughs> no. Never again. <laughs> I know. I know. I just, I'm just being stupid. Mom, I'm like, I, I wonder you if could I could be. get pregnant now. Probably. No, I know. I have my period right now. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> So we have a ten dollar tier. That's Wawu on our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Book Club Pot Psychology. Um, Patreon.com/slash Pot Psychology. I was gonna send everyone a Pot Psychology tote bag if you are subscribed for three months in a row. Okay. So everyone who's already subscribed for three months in a row, you're gonna get a tote bag, and then if you sign up and you stay on for three months, you'll get a tote bag, and then all, all everyone at the twenty five dollar tier also will get a tote bag. Duh. Okay. So automatically one month. How can you this one is, month for the $25 here? That's, um, you know, along the lines of a PBS telethon. It would be $3. It sounds to me like it costs money not to pay us. ultimately. <laughs> <laughs> so keep that in mind. Yeah. Take it away, Richard Marks. 